Greetings, servant leaders. Welcome to the Servants Council podcast, a place where listeners come to learn and grow their servant leadership style. We aim to encourage, educate, and empower present and future generations to become servant leaders and build healthy, lasting communities. I am your host, Joe Gross Jr., and in this year's last, 2023's last episode, we will discuss the eighth domain of a servant leader known as stewardship. Joining me in today's episode is my leader, mentor, big brother, and friend, Mr. Scott Garrity. So family, let's go ahead and just jump right on in. So Mr. G, how are you doing today? Hey, Joe, it's great to have you, uh, to be on your show and to uh, have the opportunity to uh, to talk to you a little bit about stewardship and why it's so important. Kind of feeling a little rushed today. It's it's one of those things we're in the you know the the mayhem of Christmas and everything like that. Plus the fact that we're going on a, a vacation here shortly, uh, and so we got to have everything ready for that as well. So it's uh it's kind of hectic, but you know it's okay. We're we're uh, we're doing okay. We're keeping our head above water. I hear you, Mr. G. I hear you. Yeah, you guys are heading to the Philippines, so I know you're ready. <laughs> you said head above water. Right now, but... <laughs> Yeah, that's where our head will be below water. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yeah, so, yes, that's right. <laughs> yes, sirs. Oh, man. So, Mr. G, if you wouldn't mind, if you could introduce yourself to our listeners. Certainly. Absolutely. Uh, my name is Scott Garricky. I am the Force Development Flight Chief. And what that means is that I get to work with the great guys um, that are uh, at the uh, library, uh, the base library, the base education center, and, of course, uh, the McDaniel uh, Professional Development Center. I've been doing this job for about uh, 10 years now, uh, and it's been uh, a great opportunity for me to help people, uh, which is part of my character. I'll tell you that in a second. But it's also uh, given me greater uh, awareness of the things that are needed to support. Because uh, when I was in the military, I was a uh, uh, KC-135 guy by trade, a navigator, told pilots where to go, and um, I, I did that for about uh, uh, 15 years, but then on and off in the cockpit, but then ended up being a squadron commander at New Jersey, and um, then after that, I got out and was a uh, store team manager at Target for a couple years, found out that leadership at Target is a little bit different than leadership in the military. Um, Then I got into um, a contract position to to provide an augmentation team for uh, combat airman skills training at the Expeditionary Center in New Jersey there. And then after that, uh, they said that they were going to start this thing called the Air Advisor Academy, which is basically a, uh, a schoolhouse that was set up to train people to go overseas to different countries, and they still do this, uh, but they have a squadron set up for it. They they train people to go overseas to become air advisors. They advise their counterparts in those foreign countries, and it's all part of security cooperation. The, then they moved that uh, position, uh, my position, underneath the expeditionary center and did away with the actual job, and so that's why I skipped over to the force support squadron. So that's it. My, my career in a nutshell. Uh, as far as uh, the things I like to do, I mentioned before that we like to go scuba diving. Uh, that's always great. Um, always like to go hiking and spending time on the beach. Uh, that's as much as I can. That's that's really uh, what I like to do. And then um, 
uh, going to my character, just to talk a little bit about that. You know, one of the things I did around here is surround myself with people. And I hired people that, much like yourself, are, are better than I am. And, and that's a good motto to have is surround yourself by people that are going to bring you up. And so I've done that here. And so when I came up with my why, you know, starting with Simon Sinek's why, you start with why and you come up with a personal why. And my personal why, the way I did it was to help others so that they can become better versions of themselves. Okay. And now... <laughs> Because I've surrounded myself with great people, uh, Senior Master Sergeant Winsome uh, Cully, he he had a little different take on that. He 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 blows me away just like he does you and and everybody he touches. It, it's he came up with this one. He said to unconditionally love and support others so that they are empowered to embrace the greatness that resides in themselves. He says that that's my why. I, you know, he's just he just thinks at another level than I do because I have to keep it simple most of the time. So, but that's I that's it you. in a nutshell. There you go. Oh man, no, thank you, thank you, Mr. G, for introducing yourself. Um, uh, as as everyone is listening, you guys can see why I have Mr. G join us today because he's definitely one of those individuals, a servant leader who whose real why is to take care of folks to bring out the best in them. Or as poetically as my brother Winston would say, right, it finds the greatness that resides in you and brings that out of you. So I had to have him on the show, especially when we talk about stewardship, because it, it's Mr. G, you're one of the individuals that I really, truly enjoy working with. Right. Um, and that's what we're going to jump into. We're going to we're going to jump into what is stewardship. So as always, that academic portion. But stewardship is about taking responsibility for the leadership role that's entrusted to that person. North House would note that servant leaders accept the responsibility to carefully manage the people and organization they've been given to lead. Servant leaders take it a step further by holding that organization in trust for the greater good of society. Peter Blocken, the author of Stewardship and the Empowered Manager, has defined stewardship as holding something in trust for another. Dr. Greenleaf, the one who has held this in academic arena, views that all institutions, all organizations, everyone, every CEO, every staff, every trustee plays a significant role in holding their institution in trust for the greater good of society. Servant leadership like stewardship assumes that I first have a commitment in serving the needs of others while emphasizing the use of openness and persuasion rather than control. Therefore, us as servant leaders work towards a sustainable harmony between people, organizations, and society. Stewardship then becomes evident on two different levels. In other words, if I'm truly being a steward, I'm being a steward for the people who I lead, and I'm being a steward for the larger purpose or mission in which the organization is built. So when servant leaders have this deep sense of responsibility, we're able to act as role models as just as much as caretakers, stimulating others to behave in the same manner to meet common interests. So in that, this is what stewardship is. Mr. G, how did you develop this? Because I see it like every day and, and we're right now crying. So today is what, the 12th of December, myself, Senior Cully and everybody in FSD flight crying because Mr. G is about to retire, right? So it's, it's breaking our heart, but I get to see this every day. I get the pleasure of that. So how did you develop that, Mr. G? 
Well, I tell you what, it's um, it's really, I think uh, it really goes back to an awareness. You got to ask yourself, do we take care of the things we're entrusted with? And, and what value do we place on those things? So I had to start thinking about that a little bit. And, and in order to, to frame it up for this, uh, I, I basically categorized it into three different things. The first thing is that we have to go back and we have to become aware of those things that we are entrusted with, those things that we're stewards of. And we have to stop and, and reflect on those. So uh, let me turn this around and just ask you really quickly, Joe, when was the last time you and Kim had a chance to stop and reflect on all the things that you have, both physical and, and intangible? Um, I would say the last time Kim and I were able to reflect on everything that we we have, I would say it was probably maybe last week we had a counseling session and we were just kind of going over like, you know, what we have, our responsibilities that we have to each other, um, to our kids, to our work, um, to our church and our communities. So I think I want to say that's the last time. Um, and it was it was good. It was a good conversation. My wife always keeps it 100 with me. She lets me know where I'm doing good and where I'm not doing good. Uh, so I'm very blessed in having her as, as my wife, like yeah. all day, every day. Uh, but yeah, I would that's say that, that that's the last time. Yes, sir. <laughs> that's that's great. So you all have a, a, a time that you actually set up and schedule. And that's important. You've got to be able to do that. You've got to set aside a time every week or every day just to do some little reflections. And sometimes you you could stop and reflect uh, over the course of a year, you know, instead of just maybe the, over the last week or something. I know that Winsome, he likes to go up to the, uh, uh, the to Cape Zampa and take time just to stop and reflect and, and get himself energized. He gets his, his charge up there, as you know. So... But I'm going to actually talk a little bit about um, Senior Master Sergeant James Clevenger. Uh, he's the he, he's currently the acting SEL here in the 718th Force Support Squadron, and he posted recently about his um, non-selection for Chief Master Sergeant, and he did some reflection as well, which I thought was very insightful. He basically stopped and said. He took an awareness of all the things that he had. And he says, what did I lose? That's the thing he said. He said, what did I lose? I didn't lose anything. Did I not make chief? Sure. Maybe not this time, but I still have a job. Right. I still am able to provide for my family. I still, you know, get to work with great people, you know, and, and he, he went on about several different things about he was appreciative of the things that he had because he was aware of them okay and so he said what did i lose nothing i'll have a chance to make chief next year so i was really impressed with that you know mm -hmm. so the the next uh thing which i want to talk about now that we're aware of the things that we've stopped and reflected on and 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 said yes we have all these things just like uh senior Crevenger was saying i have all these things the next thing you have to think about in, and become aware of is that you have to take time to appreciate those things, okay? So you've taken an inventory, just like Senior Clevenger did, of all the things that you have in your life. And you, you and Kim have gone over the things that you have as well. And it's not just the physical, tangible things like a car, you know, your car, your stereo, your, 
the PlayStation with the Fortnite game on it and yeah, so right. forth. <laughs> but it's also those intangible things, you know, those intangible things, which are your relationships. You know, you think about the relationships you have with others and, and with God and, and those type of things, your relationships. Okay. And, and what about your body, your physical state, you know, right. your ability to work out, you, you know, ability to walk. Those are, are very important things as well. And you want to you want to appreciate those things as well. Your ability to provide for your family and yourself. You know, are you being uh, responsible and going to work and, and, and doing the things necessary to provide for your family and for yourself? That's an important thing to appreciate as well. Mm-hmm. And your ability to learn, you know, in FSD, you know, our, our motto is that we never stop learning. Okay. And that doesn't mean that we have to go to a class or anything like that. You just pick up a book. You know, Malcolm Gladwell has these books that make you think about things in a different way. And you learn without even realizing that you're learning. You know, he tells stories and he brings out points and he goes, huh, did you make you think about that? Wow. That's never stopped learning. It's a continual process throughout your entire life. So those are the type of things that you want to appreciate. Not just the physical things, you know, how much money do I have in my bank account? You know, that's that's all uh, transitory. The things that are really lasting are your relationships, your health, your your ability to provide your your ability to learn and use your brain. Those intangible things you need to appreciate those and take care of them. You know, are you eating right or or are you doing things that are going to be detrimental to it? Are you wasting time, for instance? Are you doing things detrimental to your learning process? All those type of things. So appreciation. So now we've been aware of the things that we have and then we appreciate those things. What about the value that we place on those things? Okay. How do you do that? What are the things that you might do, Joe, to to look and see what value you place on something? Uh, so when it comes to me valuing something, uh, this so this goes back to, for me. If it goes back to to faith, so I try to value everyone, um, only because I'm valued. Like that's where my faith goes. And so it doesn't matter okay. if, if they have that faith or not. And then like if I value something, then or value someone, then I am spending time, right? Or I'm I'm doing actions that support. The fact that I value you. Does that make sense? So yeah, so that's that's I think that's the best way I can describe it. <laughs> no, that's absolutely right. You know, uh look at the things you do, just like you said. If you value something, you value your car, you're gonna wash it and take care of it and make sure the oil changed, right? And make sure it's all good. You value your car because it's an investment, right? Um, take a look at your bank account. What type of things do you value by the things you spend your money mm-hmm. on? You know, that's a very important thing. Another thing, this is the most important thing that we have in our lives is time. So when you look at your calendar, what things do you value based on looking at where you spend your time, your most precious resource on this earth? Look at your calendar. Those are the things that you are placing value on. And if you don't think just by looking at the bank account or your relationships or your calendar, if you don't think that any of those things are important, maybe you need to replace your value on some things. Okay. 
maybe it's not important to do 15 hours of Fortnite, you know, <laughs> and spend all that time on a video game. Maybe you're wasting time. Maybe you should learn to speak another language so that you can have impact and, and give value to somebody of a different culture, right? So you look at those things. You look at those things you do on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, and the habits that you have, okay? Habits are so important, so important to the things that we value. For instance, going to that gym regularly. You know, yeah, you could say, yeah, I value my body. and But if you're only going to the gym once a year, because in January you said, I got to make a New Year's resolution, so I'm going to go to the gym. Yes, I'm going to be fit. Well, no, that's not exactly it. What you need to do is take a look at your calendar and say, I'm going to go to the gym regularly, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And oh, by the way, here's the time that I have to be able to do that. Okay. The next thing is, what are you eating? Are you eating correctly to take care of your body? Uh, are you doing those things that will make your body valuable to you? Are you saving a little money every, every paycheck just so that you have your financial needs taken care of both now and in the future? You know, as I said, these are the type of things that you want to start doing. And what it does, if you start building these habits, they become a lifestyle, okay? They become a lifestyle. You change your lifestyle and the things that you're doing, but that's a, an entirely different discussion. <laughs> we'll save for another day. But also, so looking at your relationships and the value that you, put, replace, that you place on relations, relationships specifically, how do you know how much value you've placed on your relationship, Joe? So I think it goes back to what you were talking about, where it's like, I am, how am I, how much time am I spending in that relationship? And then maybe not even just how much time I'm spending, but is it quality time? Right. So maybe I don't, I can't yep. spend the full 24 hours with the kids and the wife and the best friends. But if I am spending two hours, is it totally focused on them? I think that's, that's part of how I can show value in those relationships. Exactly. How do you get to know somebody? By you talking to him, yeah, yeah, him, right? yeah, you spend time, yeah, talking to him, yeah, you spend time with him, right? You talking to him, exactly. You didn't get to know Kim and marry her because you said two sentences to her, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, you spent time with her. You got to know her. You got to ask her about her family, what she was like when she was growing up, how she felt about things. You know, what was she thinking? You know, you got to know her as a person, and and you value her. You valued her enough to become your life partner, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's the type of things. That's how much value we know that we place on people mm -hmm. when we spend as much time as we do. How much time do you spend praying? How much time do you spend uh, talking uh, to, to these people that you have said they're important to me? Okay. Do you make it a point to get out of out of your way to say hi or to have a conversation with them on a daily basis or mm -hmm. weekly basis or whatever. 
And if not, if if you don't do that, and 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 that's perfectly fine. Um, if you don't do all those other things that we were talking about too, like you know, going to the gym or eating right and taking care of things that you thought were valuable, well, then that goes to another thing that relates to hope, and that's an entirely another discussion as well. So, but the most important thing, like you were talking, like we were talking about a little bit earlier, is maybe you just need to surround yourself with with people that are different than what if you find yourself in a situation where you we, where you're not valuing things and 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 you're questioning well maybe you need to find your you know find different people to surround yourself with that are positive that are going to encourage you that are going to lift you up when you need it they're going to call you out just like you said mm -hmm. uh, kim does that for you uh you know he she she calls you out and and says hey joe that ain't exactly right that is you know or where you missed the mark, you know, you need people like that. They're going to challenge you. They're going to up your game. Okay. That's the thing that's going to be uh, the really Im uh, important benefit of surrounding yourself with better people is good. They're going to up your game. You know, if, if you want to play better basketball, are you going to play with guys that you know, you can run over? No, you're going to play with the guys that are out, out there, you know, crushing it. Right. Same thing with, you know, if you wanted to play in a band or something like that, you're going to play with people that are better than you because they're going to up your game. Same thing with learning. If you need to learn something, then you talk to people that are more educated than you are. They're going to bring you around. Then they're going to say, oh, OK, I didn't see it that way. They're going to make you see things from a different perspective. Look at as an example, a senior colleague reflecting on my why. He gave me a different perspective because that's his his experience. That's his perspective. And that's what we have to do on a regular basis. You know, I've had many, uh, many times in my uh, career, I had the opportunity to mentor people and help them open their eyes to see things from a different perspective. And, and I've got to caveat those things and, and say, OK, the this worked for me. Way is not the way or not a uh the only way it is a way okay it is not the only way it is just the way that i experienced it and it happened in my life so when you hear things always take that caveat into into per, you know into your uh perspective so that you understand that it worked for them but it may not work for me exactly the same way so you just have to take that into perspective so the thing that I also uh, thought about when I was talking, when I was going over and thinking about how we need to take an inventory and actually be aware of the things that are in our in our lives the, and then appreciate and then value those things. I thought about one trap that we have to be also careful for. OK, the, the trap is comparison, hmm. always trying to compare yourself to the next person or or mm -hmm. something like that you've been entrusted with with the things that we've been entrusted to don't get caught in the trap of comparing yourself to the next person that, that's next door that has maybe has more than what we have okay it's easy to judge somebody by what we see because that's the primary and first means of encountering somebody but do you really know them do you know everything about them so as an example when you see an overweight person, do you judge them as lazy? 
when in fact they could possibly have a hormonal imbalance or a physical ailment that keeps them from working out as hard as you do. Or maybe they're seeing a doctor about it. You don't know. You don't know at all. Only, only that person knows. So you can't step into their thing. If you see a well-dressed person driving a fancy car, well, maybe they're trying to be flashy. Don't know. But maybe, in fact, they're introverted and lonely and desperately trying to, to be noticed because they feel sidelined in life. They feel like they're not worthy. And so they have to measure up. And that's the way they feel like they need to do. So you don't know what's going on in that other person's life. And we shouldn't compare ourselves to other people. The only people we need to be comparing ourselves to is us. Mm -hmm. Are we doing the things that we know that we're, we can do the best of our ability to do? You know, I, I, I go back to, you know, when, when I was talking to my kids when they were growing up, I asked them, you know, often I said, hey, did you do your best today? And if their answer was yes, then you can lay your head down at night in comfort, knowing that you've done your best today. But sometimes when they say no, when they said no, it's okay. That's all right. We'll try again tomorrow. But did you learn something from it that you can take from today that you can go into tomorrow? Sure. That's what you do. You learn from it and you go forward if you didn't do your best. So do your best and you can lay your head down at night on your pillow knowing that you've done your best. So don't get caught in that trap of comparison have empathy for that other person. You know, hmm. empathy is so, so important. Talking about empathy, there's this, the richest guy in the world is Elon Musk. And not that I listen to him all that often or anything, but he happened to be in the news and he, he happened to be on a, a podcast that I was listening to recently. And he, he tweeted, amplify empathy. And he tweeted it just hmm. to his friends and so forth. Mm -hmm. and, and some of his friends came back and said, well, why'd you do that? Why did you talk about empathy? And he said, well, basically, because there's not enough of it in the world today. And that's so true. You know, if we had more empathy in this world about how other people are feeling, then a lot of things <laughs> would definitely uh, be changed. That's for sure. So which, which, it takes us all back to what we were talking about. You know, it takes us back to being aware appreciating and valuing the things that we have and steward those things that we've been entrusted with. That's, that's, that's what I, I feel that stewardship is all about. Yeah, that's, that's really good. That's, that's really good, Mr. G. Um, like being able to help us like a hey, one, it comes to awareness Two, then the appreciation three valuing, understanding the valuing of the relationships, um, staying away from comparison, comparing ourselves. Cause that can be a killer in that stewardship piece. Mr. G, was there ever a situation, was this for you developing this, was there a situation in which caused you to like, oh, aha moment, or was it more of a journey? Oh, it, it's definitely a journey, but there are some aha moments uh, that have come along. And one of the aha moments that, uh, that really comes to mind is, you know, we sometimes uh, have things that are entrusted to us. And uh, we don't value them as much as we should. You know, there are several regrets that I've had in my life that I, I wish that I had done certain things and didn't. But it's one of those things where 
you know, you may be entrusted with it and and you're stewarding that that resource, that asset. And, and if you realize it by going through the awareness phase and then reassessing the value that you're placing on it and appreciation for it, then you realize that, yes, you can turn it around and and lift up that thing that you mm -hmm. you're taking it for granted. If you were taking something for granted that had been going along and, and so forth. And you just then realized that hiccup, that 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 part of the journey can be uh, turned around and you could place a, a, a greater value on it and appreciate it. And then that way, you know, that thing that you're stewarded, you're, you're entrusted with to steward uh, can be rectified, you know. Right. Right. It reminds me of your, your example of the journey. Uh, like this stewardship skill is a definitely a journey. It reminds me of um, when I first got placed in a position where my decisions would impact lives uh, when I went to war. So thinking about like, hey, do I appreciate the team members? Am I aware of myself and them? And do I really value them? And in this particular situation, if I truly value them, then I put my life in front of theirs. Right. And I think that's where the idea of stewardship, like, I must take care of them, right? And then it wasn't even just taking care of them in the convoys, but even the organization. Like I look back now, there was times that insurgents wouldn't attack the Air Force convoys. Like we had a reputation and it wasn't because, oh, we were BAs. It was because we wouldn't harm them if they wouldn't harm us, right? Our, I, unfortunately, yeah. contractors, they would harm you if you, if you even looked at them wrong. Right. So they would save their ammo. They would save their bombs for the contractors. But they knew which ones were the Air Force. They knew which ones were the Army. They knew which ones were the Marines. And they knew which ones were the contractors. And they would say been caught before. And they were like, yeah, we would skip the Air Force. So yeah. I understood that my decisions just didn't impact them, but it also impacted the villages that we drove through. And I think that's where it started developing. And, and as you described, like awareness, like, hey, am I aware uh, appreciation. Do I appreciate value? All right. Do I value these relationships? Comparison. Right. Am I the best LVC lead vehicle? I don't know what the other individuals went through. And that was one of the worst things that I ever did when I first went into my first deployment. Cause I was like, I grew up in Jacksonville, Florida, inner city. I know how hard it is. I know what it is. You know, I didn't hear gunshots before, you know, I got it. Right. And I'm comparing myself to the others and I had no idea, as you said, like, Hey, they look this way, but Look at the trauma that it went through. So and I was like, oh, aha, man, <laughs> stop comparing. Because that comparison stopped me from appreciating. And that appreciating stopped me from valuing them. Therefore, I'm not being a good steward. So all of everything that you brought in, I was like, man, man Mr. G, I guess this is, why, this is why we're having the conversation, right? <laughs> exactly right. You were entrusted. It was, it, if I'm hearing you right, you basically established a trust. Uh, trust with the uh, enemy, basically. It was one of those things where you respected them, they respected you, and then that trust was starting to build. You know, nobody errantly, uh, you know, did a, a, a shot off a round or anything mm -hmm. like that to, to break that trust. And as soon as you got that, you stewarded it. You appreciated it. Right. You, you put some value on that, made sure that other folks are, you know, hey, look, 
they're going to mess with the the guys that mess with them. So if they're not messing with us, don't mess it up for us. You know? Right. right. So yeah, I absolutely, absolutely. You did, you did great there. Yeah. And I can't even take, uh, I can't take credit for that. That's my predecessors. And I noted that I noted that like, that's my first mission. Um, I'm not, I'm not even supposed to be alive. Like my first mission, I definitely remember we're going down MSR Tampa. Uh, we're going to the air force base down South in Iraq go through some mm. of serpentines and I'm like, yo, this is, this is real sketch. And I'm, I'm calling on radio and they're like, Airman gross. It's your first round. It's everything looks dangerous. Calm down. <laughs> There's a contracting team behind us. Goes off, kills the LVC, same position that I was just in. It was him and his partner. So, and I was, my mind was blown. And that's when I learned they're like, Oh yeah, they'll skip you guys. They were like, yeah, yeah, they'll skip you guys. They'll skip you. They know they see the scorpion. They see the, the Sertorian head. They know you guys are Air Force. They'll skip you. I was like, what? And I was like, oh, man. Mm. So now, you know, as part of all of us is we have to steward that because now I think they understand the Air Force is trying to do common good. We're not trying to harm That's you. Right. We're trying to do common good, whereas maybe not necessarily our sister services or the contractor. So it that laid heavy on my heart. Um, and it's just mm. interesting, like those first first enlistment, the things I learned on mm -hmm. stewardship and then and then oh i'm finding out oh this is part of servant leadership like, oh i didn't know that i didn't know that was a word <laughs> right i was just i was just doing i was just doing what i thought i'm supposed to be doing so uh, isn't it crazy yeah, was, you know mm -hmm. I, you know when i was deployed and 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 went to iraq and and kuwait and all those other places um it was one of those things where experiences like that really hone in and sharpen your awareness of all the things that you do have, right? Right? I mean, when we got home and, you know, our kids ran up to us or our wife ran up to us and gave us a big hug, you know, we, we appreciated that. We, we uh, were aware of the fact that they were there and, and we valued it even more right? because we've been to places where it was so terrible and people didn't have the things that we did. And it was just, it's like, wow, look at what, what we do have, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's amazing. So it is, it is, it is. So thank you for bringing that, you know, bringing that into the room and, and allowing us to, you know, really reflect and, and understand, Hey, how this is how I can develop it. Um, Mr. G, do you have, uh, as we know, as we're getting closer to the end, do you have any questions um, as far as when it comes to stewardship or anything else you would like to bring? You know, stewardship is an important thing uh, for us all to remember uh, all the things that we have. Um, don't just look at the the here and now. Look at all the things that, uh, you know, you can look at the things that are here and now, and that's great. Uh, but also take in that wider perspective of of things that have happened over your lifetime. And you appreciate, you go back and appreciate those experiences. Uh, one thing that I'll appreciate here more than anything else is being, you know, along with you yeah. <laughs> and Senior Kelly, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, Senior Furlick, for instance, and Senior Benet, uh, uh, Master Sergeant Benitez. Mm -hmm. um, they've been great. You know, they they have absolutely been wonderful. All the techs uh, and the um, NCOICs and the uh, team leads that we you know, mentor and, and develop along the way. I appreciate them as well because of their attitudes 
and their willingness to learn, you know, those are great, great uh, assets to have in life. And you've got to continue those. You've got to nurture those. And, um, and, and, and in order to be successful, you know, it's just, it's one of those things, you know, um, in the, uh, uh, there was a song that I was listening to. He's talking about the measure of a man, the measure of a man for in the song was really how, look at how many friends that person has, how many people do they interact with and add value to, you know, are they all about themselves? Are they self-centered? Or are they looking at other people? How can I help that other person? How can I add value to them? Do I respect them? Do I smile at them? Do I acknowledge them on a day-to-day basis? Um, Do I really care about them? And as long as they know that you care, then that goes a long, long way, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mr. G. If any of our listeners want to find you, how will they be able to find you? Oh, sure. Absolutely. Reach out to me. I'm, I'm here on the island for, uh, until uh, February, a little bit of February. Uh, but if they want to reach out uh, and ask questions or whatever, uh, my email address is scott, S-C-O-T-T dot Garricky, G-E-R-I-C-K-E at yahoo.com. Awesome. Thank you, Mr. G. I appreciate that. And uh, thank you again, Mr. G, for sharing your wisdom, as always. Like, uh, it's, it's a lot for us to chew on and, and continue on this this path of servant leadership. So I really appreciate that. And I'm sure our listeners Absolutely. do, too. Thank so you. In clo- appreciate yes, that. yes, sir. Yep. So in closing today, I hope we all can see how being stewards impacts our lives and our communities. In our next episode, we will look at the ninth domain of servant leaders, the commitment to other people's growth and development. And we can expect to hear that episode sometime in the beginning of January 2024, starting off. I hope to have one of my other big brothers, uh, Winsome Lighthouse Cully, join us in the conversation. So a couple of episodes, quite a few folks have dropped his name. So he will be on the episode and we will be chopping it up on that. And as always, I just want to thank everyone for tuning in to today's episode. I hope that everybody was able to feel encouraged with all our stories, educated our listeners with some of the academics, and that everyone feels more empowered to practice this stewardship domain, as Mr. G said, through awareness, through appreciation, through valuing, and not comparing ourselves. So until next time, family, much love, be blessed. Peace.